I've come into it from quite a, a roundabout route, really, coming into the mental health field and more specifically into the academic aspects. Uh, I suppose going right back, I, I in the 1970s I took a degree in sociology uh, in London and mental health was a component of those studies and it was very much looked at that then as perhaps looking at the radical ideas of people like R.D. Lang and David Cooper, people termed anti-psychiatry uh, campaigners and quite a sort of, I suppose, a radical approach to questioning the the old role of psychiatry and labelling people with a mental health problem. So I had, um, I suppose, a theoretical knowledge, maybe biased, you know, from a sociological point of view and what was taught in the 70s. And... Um, while I was a student, I, I did some voluntary work helping an art therapist who was working in a psychiatric hospital in, in East London. And I used to go along and just help her set out art materials and help the patients to do various uh, paintings and so on. And that was actually on a locked ward, and that was quite an interesting experience. And I suppose was quite shocking as well. It's the first time I'd ever been locked up in a in a room. And then, of course, locked up in a room with other people who were deemed dangerous, I suppose. But those people didn't seem particularly dangerous to me. They seemed confused and rather odd. Um, so that got me quite quite interested. But I didn't actually follow it up as a job immediately. And, in fact, after qualifying with a degree in sociology, I couldn't find a work in that field. It was the days of Margaret Thatcher, and there were vicious cutbacks in the public sector. And um, the sort of work I thought I was doing seemed to just disappear so I um, I followed an interest and a hobby of mine, which was horticulture, and I started working in horticulture, basically because I enjoyed it and just to earn some money. And I did that for a few years, and I saw a job advertised in my local paper for somebody to teach horticultural skills for a, a mental health charity. And this was in the 1980s when the, the major mental health hospitals were being closed down and people were going back into the community. So I started teaching horticultural skills to a group of people who'd been in long-term mental hospital and really enjoyed that and got to know a lot of those people just as as people, really. The, the labels, to me, seemed irrelevant. So some of them had a label of schizophrenia, some of manic depression, some of depression. But to me, the labels seemed to tell me very little. They didn't seem to help me read the person, know how to work with them, how to relate to them, their their personalities and their experiences seem much more important. So I think that very much got me into the social aspects of mental health. My experience of working in the the voluntary mental health sector and working as somebody without a clinical qualification in mental health brought me into contact with other people who did have qualifications, so community psychiatric nurses, uh, psychiatrists, social workers, occupational therapists, and other people who had... So they had their own professional perspectives on what was wrong with people, what could happen. And obviously they had their part to play, so that if somebody was very distressed and couldn't do the gardening work, for instance, that I was trying to help them, you know, perhaps it would be the time to get on the phone to their their nurse who might come and talk to them. And maybe sometimes talking was enough. Sometimes people were very distressed and the decision was then made for them that they'd need to see their psychiatrist and the psychiatrist might say they then needed medication. So there's quite a different perspective. So I suppose whereas my perspective is what can I do to help this person have a good day and enjoy their activities, the uh, sometimes in terms of crisis, times of crisis, that perspective didn't perhaps quite offer 
what that person needed or what other people thought that person needed. Um, so to manage the crisis, it seems you needed to draw on these other perspectives, such as a psychiatric or a psychological perspective. And I think that's what got me into looking at it from a more academic point of view and wanting to, to study the area in more depth. So these experiences that I had of working with people on a daily basis, but helping them to pick up the pieces of their life after a period of being in hospital, for me they, they have fed into the course because they have given me an understanding of the importance of perhaps the everyday things that we might take for granted in our normal lives, the, you know, the everyday nature of having friends, of having a job, having a house, um, knowing where your money is coming from, where your next meal is coming from, and realising that at times of crisis, uh, those things that we take for granted can sometimes disappear, and it's very difficult for people to get them back, and sometimes that's not just to do with the illness itself, if it is an illness, but it can be to do with the labels that are attached to people and the way that other people react to them so that once somebody has got a label of being a schizophrenic or a manic depressive, that label tends to stick and they may well be known by their label rather than who they are as a person. And that can create all sorts of problems in them making friends, getting a job, getting housing and so on because of the stigma that's attached and because of the discrimination really and prejudice that's shown by other people. So I hope that one of the things we try and do in this course is discuss how mental health is not just an issue of individual psychology or individual biology. It's an issue to do with how people are labelled, how people are seen, how people are treated by others. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.